great Scott. The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Great Scott Show on a Thursday. Happy Cinco de Mayo. You know what? I can't lie. I don't mind a nice cold Mexican lager with a beer, with a lime. Chips and queso, chips and salsa. I mean, if that's if that's being encouraged today, I'm in. I'm in. Right? I'm in. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Good morning, everybody. I'm Scott Prather. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. James Butler, a state trooper, a former Raging Cajun and NFL wide receiver, was scheduled to be in studio with me this morning. But as often happens in his job, he got a call. He has to be somewhere at 30 this morning. Uh, kind of always on call in his line of work. So we uh, we got up super early and we recorded a uh, couple segments, which you're going to hear this hour. Uh, we dig into Cajuns, Levi Lewis, trying to make it from uh, you know UDFA to an active roster, the difficult, difficult task that presents and how it varies depending on which team you're with. James will share his perspective on that as a guy that was in a camp back in the day. Um, we will get into some Saints and Pelicans talk, NBA playoffs, among other things, and tales from the job as a state trooper. Funniest, funniest thing that's happened to him on the job. Maybe the scariest thing. He's going to share some stories. Looking forward to that. You don't want to miss it. It's coming your way. Uh, obviously, James geeked up about Tyron Matthew officially signing with the Saints, you know. Um, Matthew signed with him yesterday, and, you know, I, I've said it a lot, man. It's it's a great fit. All of the, the, the homecoming aspect of it, being at St. Aug, being born in New Orleans, playing at LSU, that is all the icing, right? And he's wearing number 32, by the way, which the, the NFL server selling those jerseys uh, actually, it, like, it was too hot. There were too many people on it. They overran the server. That's not a joke. They actually did. That might be the more popular jersey in Saints history, and the guy hadn't played it down yet. But, uh, yeah, James is excited about that. We'll get into that as well. But he made it official, and, you know, number of things to get into with that. And here's a little bit from the Honey Badger yesterday. 504 day, May 4th. He signs with the Saints officially and has a lot to say. Here's some more. Let's try that again, Scott. Don't mute the dang button. All right, here we go. Tyron Matthew here, and I'm live from the Saints facility. So I uh, just passed my physical, just met with the coaches, uh, signed my contract, uh, talked to local media. So now I'm ready to roll. It's most definitely his dream. Um, you know, I think... You know, having an opportunity to, to represent, you know, uh, this team, uh, to be a part of this locker room. I've always been a fan of the, the way Saints play football. And uh, just to have that opportunity means a lot to me. And 
you know, more than anything, I just want to, you know, take advantage of it and make the most of it. You know, I think uh, this is probably uh, the most exciting fan base, you know, in all of football, really. Um, and, and then defensively, you know, I think that this defense, they just have an identity, you know, that every time they take the field, they're going to hit everything that moves and they're going to try to uh, play team ball. Like I said, it's kind of like a full circle moment for me. Um, but uh, I definitely want to bring a championship and to, to back to New Orleans. There you have it, a little bit from Tyron Matthew. Exciting times. You know, the exciting, you had an exciting game last night, Phoenix, Dallas Suns, the late game, if you stayed up for that one. Earlier game, yeah. I mean, Philly without Joel Embiid just didn't even good. All that move for, they're, they're, I'm not saying they're bad, but they're not good. They're not playoff good. They got no shot in this series with Miami. They just don't. Forget about it. The Heat, again, least talked about team in the postseason, just rolling right through. They've lost one time, barely, a single game to the Hawks. They closed out that series with the Hawks without their best players. They're rolling right now. They're rolling. The big talk in the East coming into the playoffs was Brooklyn, who who got swept. And everybody ripped on Ben Simmons, which everybody that ripped on Ben Simmons probably still doing it, and yet I don't hear anyone giving an apology. News came out yesterday that Simmons was undergoing surgery on his back. Remember the talk about his back and, oh, it's not mental, he can't play, it's this, it's that, you need to hire a psychologist. I'm not telling you that Ben Simmons isn't a me guy because he has been from his time at LSU and his time in the pros, and I get why people don't like him. But you don't know when somebody's really hurt. And playing doctor from your armchair when a guy legitimately had a back. Don't hear anybody apologizing today it's more of yeah well he's still a bum okay that's fine that's fine whatever herniated disc in his back something was going on there i don't know if it'll fix his jump shot but nets announced the surgery is uh you know they're gonna go through with it and he should be full go by the time they're playing next season got a big show tomorrow Levi Lewis, Taylor Humphrey, Kendall Rogers. But today, James Butler, my guy. Matty Hudak also of the Saints Wire going to join me at 820 this morning on the phone line. But James and I got a lot to get into. Fun conversation in the middle of the night. We recorded it. And it's coming your way next. Is it going to be over the top? Big fan of the offices, James. What am I missing here? We're going to dig into all of that and more. Don't go anywhere. This is the Great Scott Show. TSPN Lafayette, 1033 on the FM, 1420 on the AM, and streaming worldwide via the ESPN Lafayette app. Don't go anywhere. Hey, this is Rich Eisen, and you can hear me every day on ESPN Lafayette from noon to 3 on The Rich Eisen Show. This is the one place where you can really let the referees know exactly how you feel. This is NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app.
Welcome back in to the great show on a Thursday morning. Cinco de Mayo. Margarita's on me. That's James Butler. Uh, now be careful. That's fine. That's cool. You like you like Mexican food? Not really. But you like margaritas. I, I love margaritas. Man. Too much. Too much sugar for me. I can't. It is. Right. Too much. You're right. It is. But but if you're in that mode, they're perfect. You know, there are a number of establishments in Lafayette that make pretty strong margaritas. That I know that for a fact. You, <laughs> <laughs> I know that for a fact. Uh, that is James Butler. He's in um, for two segments here this hour, and then uh, and then he's got to take off and recording this a little early because James had to be somewhere on the job. You know, the the being a state trooper like James is, you kind of like always on call, pretty much. Yeah, pretty. No much. matter what. Yeah. Like yep. you could just be asleep thinking, man, I'm about to have. Two days off, and then boom. Yep, we need you. That's exactly how it happens. That's hey man, you're doing you're doing the Lord's work, and I appreciate it. I, I wanted I want to maybe get one or two jobs before we we let you go this morning, but you're wearing a, a, a t-shirt. What's that? Rain Wilson. That's his character from The Office. Dwight Schrute, man. Dwight. See, you're about to be mad at me. Why? Don't tell me you never, Scott. <laughs> please do not sit up here and tell me. You have not watched The Office. Haven't watched The Office. I hate to sound like I know. I know. Just I will preface this by saying I know how lame it's going to sound when I say what I'm about to say. Go ahead. I'm listening. I have watched the British version of The Office. Listen, man. I have not watched the American version. Now it's not because I don't want to. I do actually because my friends have seen it. They're like it's great, but it kind of happened, and I wasn't in it in the moment. Like I don't have. Peacock without the ads and all. Like at this point, but it was on Netflix for a while. I know, but I just, I, just, I didn't. It seems like a, it's something that I really want to watch. But now I feel like it'd be something that now I'd look at my wife and be like, "Look, it might take us a year or two, but like every now and then at night when we have a chance, let's watch an episode. Let's do it." Yeah. And I feel like we would enjoy it a lot. But now it's not on Netflix anymore, and I, I'm not saying I'm never going to do it. But at this point in my life, I don't know when, and I, I kind of feel. I don't know, I feel like I missed out on it, man. You definitely well, people reference it all the time. Well, to be fair, I uh I maybe caught it on Netflix maybe like four or five years ago. And 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 the the way I caught it is I would see it on TV in, in like in passing and I was like, Oh, that's funny. So one day I was bored and I seen it on Netflix, I said, Let me give this a try. And one of the best decisions, man. You won't be disappointed, I'll definitely tell you that. I got it. one 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 day. I just I don't know if I'm ever going to pay the ten dollars a month for, because if if you if I'm the decision like I'm gonna I'm gonna do it I'm gonna start watching it, I can't have the 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 five dollar monthly Peacock with all the commercials. I can't be watching it with commercials. Yeah. That would just take I mean, too long. Now, I need that bit. I, I don't want to spend the money right now. I got I got other shows it. I'm watching. It's worth it. What shows? Ozark. Haven't started that yet. I was mad at Dan Patrick yesterday. He started talking about like the finale. He's like, no spoilers, but I'm like, no, 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 no. turn it down. <laughs> no, I haven't gotten to do that. I'm uh, what have I been? I haven't had a ton of time. I watch it. It, it isn't currently airing, but I've been watching the uh, the second season of uh, Godfather of Harlem. That's a good one. You ever seen that one, Forrest Whitaker? Now it's yeah, on. It's I, on I have Epics. Watched it. You've watched it. I have watched it. It's I think good. the last. I got like four episodes left in season two. So they got, you know, yeah. old stuff from the 60s. You got Mafia, you got Malcolm yeah. X, you got a lot of 
historical, some accurate, some not so accurate, but it's a good show. Bumpy Johnson, right? Bumpy Johnson, that's that's it. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Ellsworth, Bumpy Johnson. Yeah, man. That's a good one. So I'm I'm enjoying that, but uh, when I have time to watch a show, maybe at night when they're all down, but The Office is something that I I know, I know everybody, because you... There's there's some things in life, James. You're like, oh, I haven't seen that, and then it's what? Yeah, you yeah. have it. What? Listen, I've been trying to convince my mom for the longest time really? to watch it, and she's like, my youngest sister Jada, she's like on board with me. She loves it. Okay, but my mom and my oldest sister are like, this is way too. I'm not about this shit. They don't have that kind of sense of humor? But, but man, it's amazing because the thing about it, too, that people don't realize, I think the storyline within itself, within the comedy, doesn't get enough credit as well. You know, because I'm not going to tell you too much, but the the very last episode, it's 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 amazing. Yeah, the the only, like, sort of, and I know it's not a sitcom. It was the new age comedy of, you know, a documentary but not real a real documentary like that style that modern family did and stuff like that um you know friends was kind of a phenomenon i've seen every one of those after they all aired my wife when we first got together she's like oh you got to watch it and i enjoyed it and i feel like the office was it it started after friends a couple years after friends but i felt like it was that next huge man it First season or two, it kind of had a small following, and then by season three, it was it just blew up. Yeah. It was just everywhere. It's amazing, man. All right, I'm going to have to check it out. All right, enough of this. Tyron Matthew. I mean, don't tell me you him, weren't man. excited, man. Grew up with him, man. Grew up with him. That's him a huge well. kid for the Saints. Yeah, man. So you I, say you know him. Like, you say you yeah. grew up with him. What's your relationship like with Honey Badger? Well, we grew up together in New Orleans East. We went to elementary school together. We played park ball together. Uh, of course, we don't keep in constant contact today, but I'm pretty sure if I seen him, yeah. we acknowledge each other because we, we know each other very well. So when um, when he was playing ball as a young kid in New Orleans East, mm-hmm. like all sports, was he just short Dude, but better than like, everybody? Listen, I wish I could call my mom. Because my, you know, my mom. We can if you want. Goes, I mean, just, we could, we could, we could just cold no, call she, her. She, she's definitely going to be like upset. She's be upset. <laughs> that would be so. Oh, we should try it. We should just try to let's cold do it. Let's call do it. Let's do it. Let's do. We should. We should try that later. We All right, we'll to, try it during then, the break. And we'll then try it during her, the break. And then ask her like, and when we do that, ask her about the time at the thing because she, we we talked about it not too long ago, and she goes, "I remember this kid. Like this kid was easily, like." The best, the best athlete in the park, but the smallest kid in the park. So it was no surprise that he did what he did because he, the best in football, the best in baseball, the best in basketball, and all these things. And he, he went to LSU and did his thing and went to the NFL. So it was no surprise to someone like me who's seen it, kid, you know, five nine, one hundred seventy four pounds. Yep, like that's his football weight, James. That's like. Basically, my size now, you know, more muscle on his frame. I get it. And he's, but my point is like, I mean, look at me. I mean, next to you, I, I look like the Danny DeVito to the Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Twins movie. I mean, I'm just, I'm not. Tyra Matthew at that size to do what he's done, to last as long as he has, to be on an all decades team, to be an all pro, to overcome the off the field stuff at LSU that happened and then turn himself into the professional he is. To have early in his career talk about, man, it was good for me. I needed to get out of New Orleans. I needed to get out of the area. Now come back 
as a, you know, he's going to be 30. It's like he said, you act like that's old. I'm still in my prime is what he said. But to come back as sort of a grown man and embrace, man, I've always wanted to be here. To do it at this stage in his life, it, you hope that the story ends uh, with the perfect ending because it's, I said this this week, the New Orleans angle and, and LSU fans love that angle, all that stuff, and St. Aug, that's just the icing on the cake. That's yeah. the icing. The cake is the fit. And let me tell you something. This isn't one of those, man, I, I saw that cake in the checkout line. I thought it'd be good. It was just a bunch of icing, and it was kind of right. dry. No. Yeah, this is this cake is moist, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fit yeah. is, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's what Dennis Allen wants. He loves to have DBs and safeties that are versatile. Um, leader, all that. The, the the side story is the icing. The fit yep. is the cake. And coming off of that draft, they really needed another safety, and they happened to get the best one that was on the market still. Yeah. And if you would have told me after losing Malcolm Jenkins and Marcus Williams that seemingly it's like it would be an upgrade to the position, like I would have been like, that's, that's impossible. We lost two very good safeties that knew the system that was in the program for a while. You know, that's we're going to take a hit regardless of who we draft. And then to follow that up with Marcus May and Ty Matthew, plus the guys that we drafted, man, I'm just in amazement. I hope, I hope it, look, I don't think either of the, I don't think any DBs on the team have the range that Marcus Williams had. And I think he was great at that. Now I think they all tackle better than him. I mean, I think definitely it's kind of a give and take, right? But um, that's big. So, you know, one thing that I find really stupid, and I say it every year, our draft grades. Yeah. They're dumb. Yeah. Look, if you're a Saints fan, you can dig around the internet, find someone that hated it, get mad, find someone that loved it, feel good about yourself. Every now and then you'll see one pop up on social media years later because it was so bad. Like I think Bleacher Report in 2012 had Seahawks with an F. They said, in fact, they said Bruce Irvin was a reach. They could have got him late. Bobby Wagner was a waste of a second-round pick. Wow. And in the third round, this this is after the draft that year, they said that drafting Russell Wilson in the third round was, and I quote, the worst pick of the entire draft. <laughs> now, wow. when you get it that wrong, it might float on social media years later because that's, that's pretty bad. Um, but outside of, like, being obscenely inaccurate – no one remembers these things. You're right. People get excited about it in the moment. You don't. You can't grade a draft until years later. So you can rip on the Saints for giving up picks, or you can praise them for addressing positions of need and players you think are going to be great. We, we we won't we won't know for a little while. I mean, I'm not I'm not so, trying to burst your bubble because I know you're you're just like on cloud nine right I'm now. You're all oh come on, I'm you were not. jacked about the draft. I mean, yeah, but you know, it was a lot. It was a lot going on at the time of the draft because I had I, I moved two TVs to the living room because you know the Pelicans were playing at the same time the draft was going on. Most, I had both of them on. Me. Running out. So what did the what did the woman in your life think of this? Upset, very upset. Why? Well, she uh she's doing her internship to get a master's, so she wasn't home at the time. Okay, so she wasn't. Then why was she upset? But when she walked in, she was oh. like, are you serious? Because you commandeered the televisions. Yeah, she was like, are you serious right now? Like, is this that important? Yes, it is that important. <laughs> yeah, pull up a chair, honey. <laughs> Come on. This is, listen, we might have lost because she wasn't available All to right. watch. No, <laughs> don't, don't, don't start throwing her under the bus. Hey, man. that might be why we lost, Scott. That might be why we lost, man. I, I didn't look into that, but, you know. I, I Listen, and I, I have to say this. I, I literally... 
almost shed a tear after I seen Willie Green. I had to hide it. You know, I had to hide it because, you know, I had to be the man of the house. But I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, Seeing him emotional. What a it's, – it's a rare moment when a team season ends and it's a mix of disappointment and – excitement's not the right word. Appreciation and hope, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that only happens when you're a team in sports that overcomes – um, rather surpasses expectations. Mm-hmm. Now, look, if you had said before the season, without any information, they're going to be an eight seed and lose in the first round, and they're going to finish the regular season, you know, ten games under five hundred. You'd be like, "Well, that's that's bad." Yeah. But that's not how it works. Right. You follow the whole story, the journey. Where you're not going to have Zion. They're going to start one and twelve, three and sixteen. They're going to connect with the fan base in a way they never have in twenty years in the city. Willie Green's going to be the great hire. Brandon Ingram is going to ball out in the playoffs. They're going to make a trade for C.J. McCollum. Valanciunas is going to be second in the NBA in double-doubles. And they're going to give the one seed a run for their money. And they're going to win two play-in games. And they're going to own the Lakers pick and basically knock them out of the postseason and make them cry and all that stuff. Then it's like... Actually, that that sounds pretty pretty great. So it, it leads you to that moment last week where... You know, they're at home, they're disappointed, season ended, and yet they're excited about what's next. And that's a that's a good place to be. The truth is, there's going to be a ton of excitement next year, James, as you know. A lot of expectations. It's not going to be like that next year. It might be better, especially yeah. if they win, yeah. but losing in the first round as an eight seed, that ain't going to cut it next year. So it, yeah. the, the expectation level going in, the feeling's going to be different. When you have a feeling of like, you're rooting for a team and they're playing with house money and they're playing yeah. well and they're likable. It's it's not as enjoyable as a championship by any means, but it's it's pretty dang fun. Do you, do you believe, because I've seen someone on Twitter say this, do you believe that if they would have played anybody else besides the Suns, they maybe would have advanced to the second round? I, I have no idea. I mean, I really don't know. I know that when they played Memphis this year, they got trounced. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I don't know about Golden State. And, and they got to play Phoenix, and Devin Booker did miss some of the games. I mean, it. I anybody else, sure, give me some of the eight, seven and eight seeds in the well, East. Like, you know, or like Utah. Oh, like yeah, but Utah, but Utah and Dallas, maybe, but they're, you know, they're a four and five seed. They're they're better. Yeah. You know, maybe, but that's, they weren't in that. You know, they had yeah. to, they had to go in, they had to play their way in. And really, they, they only played one playoff series, but it felt like they played a lot of playoffs because they were Definitely. in playoff mode for yeah. a long time. So what's what's the offseason in your mind got to be? What's what's it got to be like? Man, and and the thing is like so once the game ended, I immediately like thought to myself it was a little concern on my part because I was wondering, man, does Zion come in and mess this up? You know what I'm saying? Because I know he takes Jackson Hayes is basically playing his position. I got no issues if they trade Jackson Hayes this I My sister thinks the same thing. She thinks that's coming. It have a number of reasons why, but go ahead. But, um, and I get that, but it's like, I, I hope that my only concern is it doesn't get too much of, like, this is my team, and then he's fighting with Brandon Ingram. Like, this is, you know, because it, Zion being in is definitely going to take away from B.I. We only have so many, I mean, his his points a little bit, but... 
I just well, hope you, the you, egos aren't as big to where yeah. they, they can share it. In, 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 Did this work. team this past season feel like an ego-driven team? No, not at all. The opposite. Right. Um, I'm glad Zion got to be with the team down the stretch, mm-hmm. be, a, be in the locker room, be a part of it. Jackson Hayes was unplayable times in the playoffs. He's due for a rookie extension. They're not going to give him that. Do you play him for one more year on a rookie deal and let him hit free agency, or do you trade him knowing that with Zion on the mix, you're not going to have a lot of minutes for him? And right. you're probably, you're already, if if you give Zion an extension, you're already in the, the luxury tax threshold. I'm not saying Miss Benson wouldn't pay it. I'm saying she ain't paying it for a team that's not going to be really good. Right. Um, and I don't know how long. I, and my guess is they're probably going to try not to do that. So add Zion to the mix, add a piece here or there. You don't have to do a ton. The team is growing. They did it, you know, organically in a lot of ways. And if you looked at a team that's up and coming, a young up and coming team, and said, "We're going to add an all star to that team," well, they are in Zion. And and I I get fit. They'll figure all that out. I mean, it took CJ and Brandon, what, seven games to figure out fit? Right. Because it wasn't great right away, but once they figured it out, it was pretty good. Right. You know what I mean? And so add a player of Zion's caliber, let's not forget what he did last year. And, of course, the biggest elephant in the room, James, is can can the cat stay healthy? Can he? Yeah, but I get all of that. But I'm just more concerned with the ego side of it. That's because you're an egotistical guy. I know you just I'm think not, like no, that. No, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm, I'm just – I'm, I'm trying to like – I just – I'm worried about that, man, because I don't know too, too much. I mean, we know how Brandon Ingram's ego is. He's kind of a guy that's like all for team. You know, he hit that game when the shot. This is my city. You know, I love that. I have yet to see that from Zion. So I hope if B.I. goes for 35 and 10 or something and Zion has, what, 20, that he's not upset about that. I, I, if they're winning, I don't think anybody gets upset. I hope not, man. Look. I hope not. If Zion signs an extension, they're both getting paid. They both have huge contracts. They say it's all about winning. I mean, what am I missing here? You know what I randomly thought about? This is random, but you know what I randomly thought about today? Please tell me. When Anthony Davis wore the Marcus Cousins All-Star Game jersey in the, in the All-Star Game. Mm, that was his boy. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what was all that for? Like, what, what, did, we get, what, did, what did he gain from that? What did we gain from that? Well, what? What's, you're making it about you. I mean, his his friend and teammate was hurt. He was just honoring him. Nah, man. Why? Why are you? Why, why are you? See, AD, AD, you, AD's got. He's written space in your head there, James. No, he's not. You, yes, you, no, he's not. You bring him up like every time you're in here. I like just, I'd write him a ticket. I would. See, definitely. See, this wouldn't even. Be you know a what question. I thought? You, I love it. You're like, you know what I thought about randomly? You literally just said you were thinking about him randomly. I just and thought you were about upset that, that about it, and now you're like, nah, he's not in my head at all. I just thought about that, and I was trying to figure out like what was that for? Just for, was, if that's your boy, why he why isn't he on the Lakers? If that's his boy, well, I mean, he's not part of clutch. I'm, Marcus probably would rather be. He was on the Lakers briefly last year, and then he got cut. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. well, he got I, cut. I, I he couldn't. He couldn't about, stick on the team last year. Because I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about like the trade Buddy Hill for him, and I remember thinking at the time. Because I remember where I was when that trade happened, and I remember thinking to myself, "We are going to get the shut in the stick because of this trade." Somehow, some way, I just knew it was coming, and I just I, I thought about that, and I thought about the jersey situation, and I was like, "Man!" And then I thought about like, 
what does he think about this New Orleans team now? Like, what does he think about, like, seeing the city come out and embrace the team? DeMarcus, in his short stint, I I was excited about the trade. And it happened the same night AD was the NBA All-Star Game MVP. And it was in New Orleans. I mean, that was one of those moments. Kind of like the Pelicans slash Hornets have had a lot in their history where the excitement was high. And, And Boogie, in his time in New Orleans, was... He connected. The truth is, he did connect with the fans more than AD did, and AD was there a lot longer. But then the injury the next season, and then they don't resign him, and then AD wants out, and it all goes away quick. And it, the, that's the thing about this franchise. They've had pockets of success that were brief, never able to sustain it. What they did this year feels sustainable, and that's I think that's where that excitement is. And there's a connection there with the fan base from... The team, not just Ingram or Willie Green, Alvarado and Herb Jones and, and all that. You know, it's, it's exciting times, and yet you got to wait till next October. And in the meantime, try to enjoy some uh, some NBA playoffs. Wait, wait, are you, you watching the playoffs still, or are you one of those people that are like, man, I, I'm, too, I'm too hurt? I'm too hurt. Scott, you know me, man. But what about, I mean, will you at least you can watch the finals, right? Too, uh, I guess. You just, need some, you just need some time away. I need some time. Need I some need some time. time. I need some time. I, I'm definitely hurt. I need some 100%. time. 100%. Like, I'm definitely hurt. Like I said, I had to hide, I had to hide those tears, man. Because when I seen Willie Green, I was like, oh, my gosh. Dude, why, why hide him? Just let him out, James. man. You about to cry right now? Because I just know that it was going to seem like I take this way too personal, which I do. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to make that point. Like I didn't want to prove that point. I just wanted to like just. I had to like kind of walk outside for a second. I got to take out the trash, you know, type of thing. But man, when I seen him, I was like, oh man, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I can tell you this, as far as the playoffs that you're not paying attention to goes, uh, the Sixers, no Joel Embiid, no Bueno. They are not good. They are not good without Mister Embiid. James Harden. Cool, great. What's he doing? The heater. Um, Celtics and Bucks seem to have a series for some reason. They played, geez, Tuesday, and they're not playing again until Saturday. Uh, there's some things. Oh, in Memphis, Golden State, you talk about that's going to be a feisty series. series. Yeah. So it's tied one to one, and there are ejections and hurt players and teams that are. Uh, I don't know, man. Just the intensity of the playoffs when you play a team in a best of seven, and it's competitive, the animosity just gets turned up yeah, so much. And it's like... It I agree just, with that. There's this familiarity, and there's this night to night. It's one thing to get annoyed by Jay Crowder a few times a year. When the stakes are higher and he's doing what he does well, which really ticks you off if you're yeah. not a fan of the team he plays for, and same for Chris Paul, and I'm sure same for... You know, honestly, uh, th- let me tell you something. C.D. Deuce, he didn't have fans outside of New Orleans. Oh, definitely not. Saints fans and everyone else can't stand him. Like, but in a series where you just see him multiple times, man, I, I love it. Like, dial up the intensity, dial up yeah. the animosity. Oh, my God, is somebody about to get a hard foul? Is it going to be an ejection? Just bring it, man. I'm all about it. I thought Jay Crowder was better than what he actually – I thought this guy was like a three-point sniper. Nah. All defensive player. Like, I – He's a fake kinda, tough guy. I was kind of disappointed. He's a fake tough guy. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. Now, some know. guys will flop and still still get dirty with it, like Draymond or something. You know, like yeah. they'll still – Jay doesn't – he doesn't want to smoke. What about Chris Paul, though, man? Shout out to him for for still giving love to the city, though. I appreciate that. God, dude. 14 to, for 14, I hate man. to play him. I hate to play him. Yeah, man. That 
uh, you, Alvarado got under his skin so much because, one, you could just see it on his face. You could see him getting mad. Two, Jose, who said when he was young, growing up in Brooklyn, he named a number of players he liked watching, and he said when Chris Paul was in New Orleans, I love because he was, he was shorter than the other guys and he didn't back down from anyone. So here he is in a playoff series, and after, I guess it was game two maybe, I think it was either game two or game four. He's like, but he 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 knows who I am. He knows right. My name. I, I love that. And then I love that when Phoenix eliminates New Orleans, Chris Paul gets asked about it. He's like, who's that? I don't know. What's his uh? I don't know. Alvarado, whatever his name is. I'm not sure. Like he's putting it out there, acting like he doesn't yeah. know his name. Throws in a little insult in his name, yeah. and then says he doesn't pay him any. That's when you know. Oh yeah, he he got him, yeah. and he he got him. With that, what should have been an offensive foul late, right in the face, yeah. he kicked him in the nuts. I mean, yeah, Chris Paul, man, him. It, it hurts to watch him do that. Huh? Him, him, a lot like John Stockton in that. Now Stockton wasn't the scorer. I'm not saying he. I think Chris Paul is actually a better point guard, even though Stockton's one of the all time greats. Two guys that, in terms of just the purpose of a point guard, yeah. not a score first point guard, right, right. And just being so damn dirty, like yeah. they're the they they they're gonna probably be one and two and assist when all said and done. But God, they're just so dirty, yeah, man. man. Yeah, so he, dirty. I, I couldn't even be mad. It, he, listen, I, I do, I do like Chris Paul, and I appreciate the love that he showed the city. For that, I wouldn't mind him going and winning the championship. I get the dirty because we, I mean. I get that. I'm not upset with that. You, still, you don't like it when it's against your team. I hated it. I mean, come on. But you know how I feel about Monty Williams, too. And I, I, I love Chris Paul, too. Yeah, Great I, guy. And I wouldn't mind seeing them winning, winning the championship. Well, it's, this is probably it for Chris, honestly. Like, his age, this team, as the one seed, if they don't get it now, he's, he's probably not it's getting that ring. Yeah. I mean, they were up 2-0 last year, and they didn't get yeah. it. The clock is ticking, man. This is it. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Prather. That is James Butler, former Raging Cajun wide receiver, now a state trooper, former NFL wide receiver. Excuse me. Let me add. A couple of Cajuns sign undrafted free agent deals. What's the journey going to be like for them? Got two of them coming up on the show tomorrow. I'll tell you about that. And some stories. From the job with James Butler. Maybe next time we'll try calling your mom. What do you say? Yeah, that's cool. Because she's. I she's just want to get her on the show. She definitely would have been upset. I just. <laughs> if I would have just randomly called, oh, she definitely would have been upset. Hey, mom, you're on the radio. What's up? Yeah, she would have. And after, I would have got a nasty phone call. <laughs> was telling you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the Great Scott Show on a Thursday morning. ESPN Live. He had the best ticket in sports. Athletically, in the seventh grade. Do you know what a hero you are to me? I presume you're referring to my four touchdowns in one game. It's the Great Scott Show with Scott Prather on ESPN Lafayette. The best ticket in sports.
back into the great Scott show. Does pop the balloon mean something else? Pop your balloon? Other than like it's obvious. Yeah, like what does that mean? Is it, why don't you look it up on Urban Dictionary and read it for our audience? Okay. Give me one second. It's not, it's not like, it's not dirty or bad. Does that mean turn like No. No. It's like when you burst someone's bubble or something, right? Yeah, I got it. Here it is, right here. Yeah. Well, there might be some words you can't read. I, yeah, I hate to pop your balloon, but okay, I guess. So it's like bursting your bubble. Yeah. Showing that the okay. assertion is not true. Okay. It's also, you can also use it like, um, I don't know. It's it's slang for a number of things. Like it doesn't just have to be like hate to burst your bubble. Let me let me give you some truth. It, it can also be like, uh, you know, it, it it could be like in sports. It would be like if a team is a favorite and boastful and showing off all the time, and you know, a team comes in and just bam, pop your balloon, right? Yep. Just bust you. Oh oh, you thought you had it all. Oh, let me. Yep. I got I got some news for you. You ain't got. Yep. That's all. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing too over the top with it, but no, I like that jam. It's, I don't know. It's a good workout jam. There you go. I, I Yeah, it, it kind of, it's got like that Mediterranean kind of beat in the yeah. background. And I, I, I mean, you can guess the artist, I'm sure. You know, yeah. You mess it sure. up this time, right? Yeah, I'm not going to mess that up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know who it is. But you know what, though? I, I want to say this. I definitely need to be invited to Terrible Tune Tuesdays. I, I definitely want to be a part you're, of that. You're invited. I want to be a part of that. You're invited. Because... Dude, you you're invited. Anytime you want to come in, just come on. Who played the little Dicky song? Was that you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the look on Jay Walker's face was was worth it all. I, I I just think he doesn't understand. I think that's what. What I mean, I'm not saying the song was good, but I just think, oh my god, dude. <laughs> I think he that's just an understatement. Understand. But shout out to the show, Dave. Though it's actually pretty good, very funny. I like it. So shout out to Dave. I don't know that show. It's a little Dicky show. Okay. Produced by Kevin Hart. I just, I need to get paid because I definitely just do that. Yeah, you're just throwing out these endorsements for free left and right. I I mean, what's the deal, man? I need my residuals from that. That is is James Butler, former NFL wide receiver. Uh, So, Levi Lewis on the show tomorrow. He's a UDFA. Uh, Taylor Humphrey, big sauce. I was was very surprised he didn't get a UDFA deal. Yeah. Um, my guess is, and, and I'll ask him about it tomorrow, he is going to Steelers minicamp. So he is going into a camp. He's going to try to make some noise. It's probably a medical thing. They probably were like, yeah. well, you know, medical red flags. Is he healthy? Is it this? Is it that? Let me tell you something. That, that guy has worked so hard. And I think as far as a nose tackle go, I mean, against the run, run stopper, he is, I mean, he's a beast. He's a big yeah. dude. He's strong as hell. I'm rooting for him. But... Having been a guy, we, we've talked about your story a little bit of trying to break into the league as somebody that's not on a team's radar, that's just kind of a camp body. I mean, you were in Packers camp. You were catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. You you were signed as a UDFA. You weren't able to make the 53. But how difficult is it from your standpoint, being a guy that's that's been there before? Honestly, I think it depends on what team you go to. If you go to a team that that is open about giving um, free agent guys a shot, 
It's open about playing those guys, open about giving you a chance to make those teams, like teams that you see, oh, this guy wasn't drafted, and you see the like team like the Saints, so to speak, that you know are gonna get that they're gonna give you a legit shot to make it. Then you go in there, you ball out, you have an opportunity. But then I know like Daryl Surgeon's situation, which was so messed up. He was in Kansas City with the huh? Chiefs. They purposely don't play him in any preseason games. And then but then bring him back to be on a practice squad, which lets me know that he's balling out in practice, but purposely doesn't play him in any preseason games because they don't want anyone else to pick him up. So when it, so when someone during the season gets hurt and they have to cut him to fill in that 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 gap. I just feel like that's a messed up situation. So you could go in a situation like that where a team really is not really giving you a chance, doesn't have your best interest at heart. You could go to a team like the Packers who gave me a legit chance, a team like the Saints, a team like Seattle, teams that you know that is going to give the bad guys a legit chance. You know, But if you go to a team where, like I'm, I was talking to Quavo about it, a team like the Cowboys who really – don't even look at the, <laughs> you know, don't even look at the free agent guys. It's all about the draft picks, then there you go. But that's why you got to be smart. If I could go back and give anybody advice or if I go back myself, that's why you got to look at what's the best fit instead of who who's offering you the most money, you know. Rod Gardner's uh, heading to Washington. I, I talked to him on the show yesterday. And, you know, I, the, the guys seem to have the right mindset. It's just... Make your reps count and do something to stand out in a big way. Because even if you, I, I I hear what you're saying, James. I also feel like no matter how much a team is objectively saying we're open to anything, there's still a number attached to everyone. Like definitely, you're you're, you're going as a coach. You're going to be paying more attention to a guy you drafted in round four than a UDFA now. That's not to say they can't change your mind, but going in, you're already just you're behind the eight ball. So oh, definitely, you, you can do everything right and still just see you. Definitely, thanks for coming in. You know, here are your papers. It's like but, you, but you, you can't just, want just the look. you can't just be good. You have to be great. Yeah, but it. you just want the look, though. Sometimes you don't even get the look. You could be balling out, doing everything right, but to them, you're just a camp body. So right. it doesn't matter what you do. You're still getting cut at the end of the day. A lot of times it's just about the opportunity and getting the look, you know, like, man, this guy's balling out. Let's see what he could do against the starting defense and let's give him a legit shot. Sometimes it's – and I didn't realize that once I was into it, but it's all about those opportunities, man. Just just having a legit opportunity. To have a coach see that you're doing a great job and seeing that you're, you know, producing and actually giving you opportunity to aim for yourself. James that, that doesn't always happen. Our guest, ESPN Lafayette, uh, recording this a little earlier as James has to has to be uh, maybe around a state borderline early this morning, probably yep. already there by the time uh, you know you're hearing our voices right now. All right, I, I talk to you off the air from time to time about about the job. Right. What's the funniest thing that's ever happened on the job? There's got to be t- like wait, let me let me let me preface it with this. When I have dealt with law enforcement, whether it be for help, whether it be because I was speeding, whether it be 
because for whatever reason, mm-hmm. but there's just, hey, how are you? How you doing today, sir? Right? Mm-hmm. I find that in my experience, very stoic, not much response. I don't blame them. I get it. You guys see stuff that I can't imagine, and you, I imagine you have to be on your toes. But there's got to be some times where you legit just yeah. can't keep it together and you start laughing. I mean, is, is there a moment where on the job you're like, I, I, you just you, you don't just crack a smile, you just start cracking up? Yeah. Um, there was one situation. This, this isn't my situation, but uh, one of my best friends told me this story. <laughs> when he told me, I just, I was crying because... One of your best friends on... On the job. Yeah, I, I graduated the academy with him. And we, we talk, because we're on the same show, so we talk all the time. And he was telling me one time, a guy, um, drunk driver, he got out of the car with a goat. <laughs> like literally got out of a car. Holding a goat. Holding a goat. And he was so drunk that he was adamant about telling my friend to take care of his donkey. <laughs> his donkey? <laughs> yes. Like, he was like, man, look, I know I'm going to jail. Just take care of my donkey. And like, it was a goat. It was a goat the entire time. And I, like, when he what told me the story, the I don't know. I think, well, because I, I had a situation um, last night where someone got in a crash on I-49, vehicle turned, flipped over. There was dogs in the vehicle, but the dogs didn't come out until the, the record driver turned the car back over. So you got to call animal control, get them to come out. But... I ended up just taking it. It was a little small, friendly dog. I ended up taking it and bringing it to the hospital at uh, Lafayette General because that's where the patients were. Uh, they were fine, you know, not, but I, I just took nice the dog to the uh, thing. But you got to call animal control for situations like that. If it's a little dog and you want to go the extra mile, you're James Butler. If it's a goat, you have to call, call animal, animal control. control. You have to call <laughs> if animal it's control. a goat that has the name Donkey, <laughs> maybe he just named his Probably. goat Donkey. Maybe. That's that's that might be all it was. That might be, you know, that which will be. confuse a lot of people, man. Uh, no, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'm sure you got plenty of stories, and we'll continue to. And there's probably some things you can't say, and there's probably some things I shouldn't ask, so I won't. But um, no, nah, I mean, it, it's all everything's pretty much documented. Um, really? So I remember you're like watching a, a game in the car on the job on the phone like that's documented or? Uh, no, nah, that's not. I mean, I don't know. You don't do that, though. I, ever. I, no, I don't do that. Um, no. But, nah, man. You like, can't. You, gotta, you, gotta, you can't listen dude, trust to me, trust me. the great Scott Show podcast on the job. That's awful. No, I could do that. I could do that. Okay. Right. But no, man, honestly, like you joking, but like you literally don't have time to do that. Like it's it was so short and like. Like You're I said, covering a ton of parishes. A ton of parishes. And I think, like, I'm working in St. Landry Evangeline, and those two parishes are just so big in itself, and it takes an hour to get from crash to crash, and it's only me and one other guy, and if he's not there, it's only me. So it's like you really don't have time to do any of those things. That's why, I like, when the Saints play on Sunday I'm ups- and I'm working, I'm upset yeah. because I know I-, I can't sit and listen to the game because – Why don't it- you just record it and just try to not – it's not you the same. Can't, you can't. No, I know it's not, but it's you not can't just same. attempt to avoid it. Nah, I don't know. Or you just I, have to be in the I, moment. I have to try to listen, man, because I, I need to know what's going on. But it, it's so busy and there's so much to do that it's like you're constantly moving. Constantly. James Butler, our guest, ESPN Live. He had the best ticket in sports. You want to uh, hear about a, 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 like a scary situation that I had? Sure. Yes. Yes. So this happened... Maybe. Well, I, I'm not going to say scary. 
I'm not going to say scary, but I remember uh, this happened maybe like two and a half years ago, maybe. Uh, this was when I was working in New Iberia. Um, it was day shift, so it was maybe around like 3.30. It's almost time to go home. I'm like, man, let me just finish up on this last minute paperwork. I'm going to finish up on the last minute paperwork. <laughs> I'm going to go home, relax. Little and, did you know. And um, I want to say Lafayette. Sheriff's office was behind a vehicle and the guy was wanted for murder or something like that. And they were they was behind him and they needed our assistance to pull him over. And so this happened in Lafayette around the airport. They get behind him, a trooper gets behind him, and they're off. The guy's running. I'm On all the foot way. Or he's driving? In, in, the, in the car. I'm all the way in New Iberia. I'm like, Okay, you know, I, I'm listening. I'm alert, but from what I'm hearing, yeah, from what I'm hearing, from what I'm hearing, they're going, you know, they're going west. They're not headed east towards me. They're going west. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm listening. I'm trying to make sure everyone's okay. And then so one of the troopers get on the radio and says, oh, he's uh, headed east towards New Iberia. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, man, here we go. So at that point, you got to set up the spikes. Yeah. You know, to, to stop this vehicle because he's going. On 49. No, no, he's on 90. 90. Like going well, towards. Yeah, same right. thing, same yeah. thing. And he's, so he's like, oh, he's turning around and going east, headed to New Iberia. I'm like, thanks, man. Like, I appreciate it. You know, so you got to get the spikes and, you know, do the procedure or whatever. And I set up the spikes and I'm kind of hiding in the bushes because you don't want him to see you. And so. Um, my supervisor at the time, he has a charger. And um, seeing, like, the traffic, because you see him from a distance coming. So I couldn't tell which vehicle was his until I seen that charger coming up on the overpass. My supervisor was flying, man, like, like behind him. And so basically came through. I spiked him, and uh, we got him, man. It was pretty cool. It was so pretty you, cool. So he, his tires getting in. Yeah. You guys have to... Pull up on him and it's, yep. get him and, out. And he, and he abided. Yep. Well, I didn't see the actual apprehension part of it okay. because I was all the way the back bushes. at. Yeah, I was all the <laughs> way in the back, like with the with the spikes. Got to pick the, the spikes bushes. up. You 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 were in charge of spikes. Hey, it worked. Did that? Picked the spikes up. Went. By the time I got to them, they were they already had them in the car and everything. We good. You were seeing. We good. You were seeing. But, you saw some action. Yeah, man. It was. That was like. And listen, it, it was a point, I'm going to be honest, like, it was a point where, like, you're adrenaline and you're so anxious that you start to move, like, a little bit too fast. And I literally had to tell myself, like, seriously, I had to tell myself, listen, calm down. Like you, you did with you your been, first game ever yeah, when like they I, told you to check yeah. in. <laughs> Whenever they're like, Butler, <laughs> check in. And then seriously, they threw though, you the pass. Seriously, seriously. I literally had to tell myself, hey, calm down. Like, you've been in high-pressure situations before. Let's 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 relax. And so I had to kind of calm up because you know when you hear he's coming, it's like your adrenaline, your heart is pounding. You like, oh man, here we go. Let's get it. That's James Butler um, wrapping it up for those that are joining us a little bit later. Guy you grew up with, used to play with, little league with Tyron Matthew, said that uh, the New Orleans Saints is quote the place I've always wanted to be. And I think the most people around me, they wanted that too. 
from there, it was just about everything coming together, aligning. But I've kind of been manifesting this for a while now just to have this opportunity means a lot to me. Um, in terms of homecomings, they've had some good players play with the Saints that, that had some local ties. But if he stays healthy and things go right, this is that it's his spot. It's his spot Definitely. to lose. Definitely. Unless unless things go bad, which he can never, you know, I, I knock on wood. I hope it doesn't. But assuming he plays the way they're anticipating, it's going to be. I mean, <laughs> Saints fans crashed the server where they started selling his jersey. He didn't even yeah. have a jersey number yet. Yeah. They crashed the server. Yeah. Which he quote tweeted as, ha, ha, ha. That's funny. I mean, it's like, hopefully this works out. It, the, it would be so disappointing if this thing doesn't work out because... Yeah. It feels like the stars have aligned here. And it's amazing for me to see, honestly, like, uh, just from my standpoint, being from where we're from and just knowing him when we were younger and just watching him and following his career. Um, seen him a couple times when he was at LSU, talked to him. Um, it's just amazing to see. And I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm happy for him. And I think it is going to go well, man. I think Tyron is in a different space now. I think, you know, he, he understands what this means and he's ready to go. And yeah. I, I'm excited. As he said, look, 10, 11 years ago when I was a 20-year-old kid, it was important for me to remove myself from certain things, certain environments, so I could work on myself and get myself to a certain point where I can come back home and be responsible, be the person I know I can be. It's been a great process. So... This wouldn't have worked years ago. Right. This is the time, uh, as he said, and I think anyone that knows his story would uh, would agree. That's James Butler. We're going to let him run. He's got he's got work to do. Man, good man helping the uh, helping the community as a state. Tr- I hope you don't have to set up any spikes today. Although listen, I don't know, man. That sounded kind of cool. You know? Listen, hold on. Let me knock on wood. You never want to get. Hopefully, everyone just complies and it's cool. That's don't what you run. Hope for. Don't don't run. Yeah. Right. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But can I give a couple of shout outs? Yeah. Shout out to. Why are you laughing? (laughs) I know your face when I say this. (laughs) Shout out to my boy, James Winston, man. You know, it's, it's, it's. You think it's your, it's your ship, man. It's your ship. Let's go. Shout out to Tyron. You know, New Orleans East representative, man. Stand up. Ain't, Ain't a good place to, you know, grow up sometimes, Scott. I'll take you there with me, man. You know, I'm I've good been, down there, I've Scott. Been, I've been in New Orleans East. Nah, yeah. man, I'm talking about in the trenches. Maybe not there. I, I have been let, to East. Let's go, dude. I so a friend of mine. Gosh, now we're now we're getting real off track. One of my best friends, he grew up out there, and he got abducted one day. <laughs> Bro, that's no way. I you swear to God, serious, no, I swear man. to God, he got abducted. It was one of the scarier no, moments. Dude, I Bro, swear to God. Ser- no, you're not serious about that. Guy pulled up. Just he was that, leaving no, his neighborhood. The way that you said that just now makes that so, <laughs> it's so true. unbelievable. It's that's, true. That's not real. Scott, I swear I'm, to I'm God. I'm getting out of here, man. That's not real. I swear. Why I, did you say it like that? Because it happened. It happened. All right, let's let's hear this story, man. Go ahead. I'm listening. It was. It's really not. Nothing's great about it. It's he, not. But the way you he, said it. So my friend, this was back in college. He his he literally grew up in Orleans East. Went to school out there. Went to UNO? No, no. Went to high school out oh, there. Okay. Um, way out in New Orleans East, like you know, before you start getting in the long roads to Slidell and all that. I forget the name of the. It was Mishu. A, no, it was like a. 
Christian school that wasn't too, too, like 1A maybe or. In the East? Yeah. Oh, yeah. New Orleans East. One of those mega churches out there. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I can't. I guess they had a school attached. I don't, I don't remember the name of it. He was leaving his neighborhood and a guy just pulled up and, um, not pulled up, a guy just walked up. And was like, hey, man, I need directions. Didn't He didn't have his doors locked. And he's like, yeah, what do you need? And then, boom, guy opens the door, closes it, has a gun, and he's like, drive. Made him drive him just to Baton Rouge, crosses the Mississippi River Bridge, gets off on an exit. And at this point, my friend's getting nervous. He's like, I just, yeah, this might be it. And he, uh, he, like, drops him off. He's like, all right, get out the car, you know, just start walking that way. Started walking, and after a while, he's like, all right, I guess I guess he's not following me. He went and made a call, and that was it. So I take it the guy he took called the me. car. Yeah, yeah. He called me. I remember I was like, dude, where you been today? And he was like, <laughs> well, it's a crazy story, <laughs> Scott. No, bro, Scott. That happened, listen, that happened legit friend, in New Orleans East. I, I mean, listen, you said. Scott, I hope that your friend is listening to the way you orchestrated this entire story. It's not That is funny. so insensitive of you, bro. Like, just the way that you, like, said this whole thing. <laughs> why is it insensitive? It's, it's hilarious. I, why, like, <laughs> why do you think it's funny for someone to get abducted? It's not funny, but it's the way you set it up. <laughs> the way you set it up happened. was messed up, man. Like, there was no, it was no You're seriousness right. in I your voice. No, <laughs> <laughs> no seriousness. You was just like, yeah, my well, friend got a duck. We're just, man, you no. were talking about, like, no, you know, man. I'll take you to New Orleans East. And, no, and then man. you made, you said in the trenches and it made me think of that. <laughs> this would have been like 03, maybe when it happened, 04. Man, no. That's, I hope he's listening. He uh, lives, he, he's, he, he moved away for a while. He actually lives back, he lives in Metairie now. So he's back in New Orleans. Shout out to the East, man. You know, I love my people out there. You know. You know. I love... Uh, <laughs> Scott, man. What? Stop. What? Stop, man. What? I love my people out there, man. All right. That is James Butler. He's got a new Twitter handle. Give it to him. I don't even know what it is. All <laughs> Shout right. out to Maddie. Uh, that's right. Maddie, Maddie Hudak's coming up next. She's going to be upset James isn't on. No, she's not. Maddie Nick, doesn't Are you kidding? She, she only comes on when you and I are on together. Mm, At Jimmy B... 1183. Yep, because you made me change it. I appreciate it. Good. You should, let's get the follower count up. Jimmy B1183. Give him a follow. Hold on. I got to get one more shout out, though. Oh, Real quick. Is- no, no, no. I got to get one more shout out. Shout out to. Hold on. Give me one second. Austin Ladd. That's who it is. Shout out to Austin Ladd. Hey, he listens. Out. Yeah, because he, he, definitely, he definitely interacts with me on Twitter. And I appreciate that. Right. So interact with James and get shout out. Get a shout out. Get a shout out. Get a shout out. Don't get abducted. <laughs> Coming up next. Up. I hope this dude is Maddie Hudak. We're going to visit with Maddie right when James leaves. Maddie is uh, all over the place. Sideline reporter for Tulane, writer for the Saints Wire, fill in at ESPN Radio in New Orleans. Uh, she is uh, a student from the Scouting Academy, so she watches comes to football, does color commentary on Varsity Sports now. She does all that? All that. Wow. She's a chameleon in the uh, sports media world. She's really the GOAT. She's on next. Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.
ESPN 1420, KPEL Lafayette, ESPN 103.3, K277DQ Lafayette. A Town Square media station. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Great Scott Show. Hour number two plus 15 minutes. 8.15. Maddie Hudak coming up in just a few. Looking forward to uh, chatting with her. Last night in the NBA, you had um, a not-so-good game between Philly and Miami, and then you had a, a good half for Dallas Phoenix, entertaining. And I would say the second half was somewhat entertaining if you were rooting for Phoenix, but goodness. I mean, the Suns in two games have absolutely destroyed the Dallas Mavericks. And no, I'm not going to turn this into some Pelicans thing. We know the Pelicans played them. Tell them. No, no, even though that's all true. They did play them better than Dallas has. The reality is, this is about Phoenix. And a reminder that you might have grown a little disdain for them in the last series. But in the second half last night, they just, they absolutely destroyed the Mavs, who held a small halftime lead only to go on and lose by 20. And if Chris Paul and Devin Booker stay healthy, I mean, who who's a bigger favorite than them? I mean, Luka Doncic, he scored 80 points in the last two games, and Dallas is still losing by 20 or more. As Jason Kidd said afterwards, well, we need more than him. Yeah, you do. You need a lot more than him, actually, if you want to compete with Phoenix, who is deep. Chris Paul will turn 37 tomorrow. Last night, he played like he was in his mid-20s and on the New Orleans Hornets. That's what he looked like in the second half. I mean, it was a beatdown. Chris Paul went vegan. And uh, no, I'm not considering going vegan because I don't play sports. I just talk about it. But... Take care of your body, man. You can play deeper into your career, and you see it with some of the greats, whether it be like Paul or LeBron in the NBA, Tom Brady in the NFL, whatever it might be. Take care of your body. Larry Fitzgerald, long time in the NFL receiver. I know he's not there anymore. Long time. Change the diet up. Get going. Get going. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. As I mentioned, Maddie Hudak coming up. Real short segment here, but real short break coming up. We're going to chat with her on the other side. Latest on the Saints. Is there any other big news, big moves coming, or was that pretty much it? We'll get her thoughts on that, and why I say that, I'm talking about, of course, Tyron Matthew. We'll get into that with her and more. We'll have open phone lines after that. 
Plenty more great Scott Show coming your way. We are back in two minutes. Don't go anywhere. Matty Hudak next on ESPN Lafayette. Best ticketed sports. What up, guys? It's Scott reminding you that the NBA playoffs equals next-level basketball. Get in on the first round of action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. You can buy multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, place a same-game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to 25 dollars back if one leg doesn't hit. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 1420. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code 1420 at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. $5 minimum deposit. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Licensee partner Gold Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. I can... Hey, this is Rich Eisen. You can hear me every day on ESPN Lafayette from noon to 3 on The Rich Eisen Show. Sports talk that's so legit, it smells like beer and chicken wings. I mean, can't you smell it? I'm smelling barbecue, too. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show on a Thursday, Cinco de Mayo. And now we welcome into the show, I call her the uh, sports chameleon. She is the sideline reporter for Tulane Football, fill-in host at ESPN 100.3 in New Orleans, writer for the Saints Wire, student over at the Scout Academy, color analyst for Varsity Sports Network Louisiana, and more. She does it all. Maddie Hudak joins us now. Good morning, Maddie. How's life? How are you? Good morning. I uh, thank you for the term sports chameleon. I think I will keep that in my arsenal in the near future for when people ask what I do. Yeah, I mean, I you, don't know how to answer them. Kind of how you have to do it in this business. But I was, I was, I was promoting earlier that you'd be on before James had to leave, and he's like, "Wait, Maddie does all that?" I'm like, "Yeah, she's a sports chameleon," and he's like, "Man, she really is." So I guess, I guess it's stuck <laughs> now. It's yours, but you earned it. All right. It. Well, finally, the approval. <laughs> Um, so, uh, non-sports question, James was wearing a shirt earlier, uh, that had Dwight from the office on it. And then of course he got mad whenever I told him I, I, I kind of missed out on the office. I'm not proud yeah. of it. Like I, I kind of wish I had seen them all. And I, I, and I, I, I'm like, look, I know what I'm about to say is really kind of lame, but I did see the British office, but I didn't see the American one. And I know how, like, I know that sounds lame. Like I want to watch it. I just, I don't have the time now and all this stuff. Maybe one day, was there something that, like, Maddie, you missed out on? And, and when you would tell someone, they'd go, the, what? You never, what? Whether it music, show, movie, whatever. Yeah, so I almost have this mental block where that applies to a lot of shows that I, watch, that I haven't watched. For some reason, when they become these really, really hyped things, it makes me want to not watch them. Okay. Uh, I was going to say Breaking Bad because that was really the first one on my list. I finally started to watch it, but... The one that is like the ultimate argument with people is 
Game of Thrones. I've tried it three times, and I simply cannot follow along with eight uh, concurrent storylines. I, I had to Google recaps every single time I read an episode, and I still didn't get it. And I've only gotten through episode four three times now. So uh, unless I, you know, get some surgery where I am for some reason bedridden for a long time and might try it again, that's really the know. one that gets people going. I feel like you'd probably go a different route. Well, like at this point, you tried it. It's not like it's not even like you missed out on it. You're like, I'm just not into it. You know what I mean? Like you gave it I a just, shot. I can't. I can't get in. I I honestly, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. All right. So like, and I, I sat with people that like yeah. have watched it and they've explained every scene. And yeah. I'm like, this is not TV for me. This is an assignment at this point. I, I enjoyed it. I did watch it episodically. I didn't like binge it. Right. But watching it episodically, which I don't know if it's a word in the dictionary, but it should be. I <laughs> like, there were times where I'd get into a new season and I'd have, <laughs> I mean, and I liked the show. Like I really enjoyed it. I'd be like, yeah. Okay. Wait. Who's who's this again? Like, let me. All right. Let me. Let me go to. Let me go look at the the world in HBO.com. Let me figure it out. Like, I did have to do a little homework because I didn't read the books. And then it, anyway, but I I did enjoy it. I admit it. But I I I'm not going to be one of those people that are like Maddie. What did <laughs> get to a TV now? You know, like everybody. Yeah, and some people don't even. Res- they're like, oh, you didn't even try it. I'm like, no, I absolutely. Absolutely gave this a go because that's that's four hours of again thirty five storylines yeah. at that point, and I simply like to check out most of the time when I'm watching TV and not have to keep a notebook. I understand. Uh, yeah, like uh, True Detective season one, great. Season two, awful. That's another one. Awful. That's another one that I really want to watch and keep forgetting about. Right. Season one and three are worth it. If you decide to do it, don't even worry about season two. I mean it. Like, I'll, uh-huh. I'm doing you a favor. Just, don't even, just It's like, might as well not even exist. And uh, you can thank me later. Um, all right, we're bringing you on uh, at Maddie Hudak underscore 94 on Twitter. For those that haven't followed her yet, you need to go do it. She's almost up there at 7,000. Uh, Tyron Matthew will work kind of backwards, and I'll get your thoughts on the draft. Do you feel like, Maddie, maybe this thing had been kind of sealed, not signed, but sealed and delivered a few weeks ago and they were just waiting for the 3 p.m., you know, compensatory pick deal to just finally announce it? Or do you feel like this came together after the draft? It does feel kind of like it's been in the works for a while, right? I mean, we got that, you know, mildly hilarious photo of Michael Parrington, a pro personnel director, you know, walking into the Saints facility with Tyron Matthew. Um, and, you know, he spent quite a bit of time. I know he's gone to a lot of uh, stuff with LSU football and has generally kind of been around this city. And then you kind of look at, you know, safety was a really big need going into the draft. Um, I, you know, I exhaustingly talked about that. And then, you know, they make that trade for Olave. And you quickly realize they have about one shot to hit on any other position of need at this point because they're not picking again until round five. And some, you know, did they miss out on Jaquan Brisker at 48? Who's to say? I think that there's a lot to unpack and who they did get at 49 uh, in Alante Taylor, but it felt like the gas pedal wasn't on in terms of trying to acquire a safety in the draft. And so for that reason, as it also really makes me believe like this was kind of in the works and it let them relax a little bit at that position, 
Um, and then 100%, you know, that's, that's the classic Saints is waiting until it doesn't count against something, uh, which I think a lot of teams could learn from looking at the Saints approaching, you know, post-June first cuts and things like that. And I think that that probably was all but, you know, a guarantee at this point. But, you know, going into the draft, people were asking, they don't need a safety, they're going to sign Tyron Matthew. And, you know, that at that point wasn't a total guarantee. Another team could offer more money. But in, in hindsight, it, it does seem like it, it was all but said and done. And clearly to, you know, the you know, literal joy of Saints fans at this point. I don't think they've ever really, you know, gotten that hometown signing that they really wanted. And Tyron Matthew is really the perfect guy for that. Yeah, as far as homecomings go, um, unless this thing just knock on wood backfires, whether it be a health reason or whatever, uh, it's it's setting up to be, you know, the the I guess the most notable and best homecoming in the history of the franchise. And, and you've had some before. Don't get me wrong. You've had some locals that have played on the team. Uh, you know, Michael Mowdy several years ago, it was cool when he blocked a punt and was like, man, I was in the dome back when Gleason did it. And But no disrespect to Michael Mowdy. I mean, this is Tyron Matthew and Tyron Matthew who played at LSU. And Tyron Matthew who I've said, Matty, all of the, the, the homecoming aspect of it, you know, being from New Orleans, the LSU aspect of it, all that, that's icing on a cake, but a cake that is 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 thick and delicious because the, the icing's fun and, and great, but the cake itself is the fit here. You know, I love the the deep dive you did on safety prospects. I know safeties have been on your mind, and I read it back at, uh, on uh, com. From a fit standpoint, as somebody like yourself that watches the film and is getting into it, how good of a fit is Tyron Matthew with the Saints? Well, he kind of exactly fits, you know, what what that vision was by Dennis Allen. You know, I think um, a lot of the time coaches, if you listen to what they're saying, they're, they're telling you quite a bit. And, you know, at the owners meeting back in, I believe, March, one of Dennis Allen's comments was that, you know, in a perfect world, he kind of saw two players back there with interchangeable skill sets. And I do just think the unfolding of the safety position this offseason has really been, you know, uh, kind of a fascinating subplot, if you will. The focus has been on, you know, quarterback at first and then wide receiver and tackle. But I, I thought that those comments were really interesting um, because people, you know, think, oh, well, they'll just replace Marcus Williams. To me, it's just as hard to find a true free safety with that range uh, than it is to find, you know, two kind of complementary players. And so, you know, when Marcus Williams retired, that's when Marcus May was signed. And I think people almost, you know, incorrectly put him at that role just because at that time Malcolm Jenkins was still there. And then Malcolm Jenkins quickly retires. Then you realize Marcus May kind of makes more of a fit as Malcolm Jenkins, you know, type of counterpart. And Malcolm Jenkins did play, you know, in a split two-back set a lot more in Philadelphia. Uh, They just, you know, in New Orleans had a very defined free safety in Marcus Williams. And so moving him back into that strong safety role made sense. But to me, Marcus May isn't really, you know, either of those roles enough. And I would say he's probably more of a strong safety, even though he can play free. And so looking at who they had signed there and the fact that both starters were gone. So you have to really consider, you know, who are those two starting guys? Certainly can't be Justin Evans, who's only played 24 NFL games. 
and, and I've never really been in the school of thought of moving P.J. Williams or C.J. Garner-Johnson back to that role because they have carved out roles for them where they do such better things. And that's really what, you know, the Saints defense, you know, renaissance has been is not putting players in boxes and kind of doing, you know, what does this player do best? How can we utilize that? And so looking at all of that, looking at the versatility Tyron Matthew offers, that he can play a little back in coverage, but he can also play in the box. It really does fit that vision opposite Marcus May, and then it also allows all of those other chess pieces, if you will, to, you know, again, stay in those places where they at this point have thrived best and just give them a lot of versatility to work with, but also that immediate, you know, leadership they lose with Malcolm Jenkins. And I know that they've touted Marcus May's leadership, but you just think of someone like Tyron Matthew when you think of a locker room guy and a guy that's going to help, you know, with Demario Davis and, and those guys back there, you know, really keep that, that veteran leadership and, and energy up at all times. Matty Hudak, our guest. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports at Matty Hudak. That's H-U-D-A-K. Matty Hudak underscore nine four on Twitter. She's got the blue check mark. Go give her a follow. Check out all the work and content she puts out there. Matty, in regards to the draft, I'm I'm probably not the most fun guy to talk to when it comes to the draft because <laughs> I, I always say, like, I just think draft grades are dumb because we don't really remember them. And it, grade, yeah. grades are something that in sports – they're always given out right after a draft, right after a trade. And it's like, you should probably give grades out after a game. But the, no one really, you know, people just want to talk about the game. And unless you, like, have a historically awful grade on a great draft and then it pops up on social media years later, I think Bleacher Report gave the Seahawks 2012 uh, draft an, an F. They hated Irvin, they hated Wagner, and they called Russell Wilson the worst pick in the entire draft. Then it was floating on social media, and I had a chuckle, but like that's one of probably a thousand grades. And unless you're like historically bad, no one really remembers what you gave a grade for. So I guess I want to go a different route, and, and I don't know that anyone will remember this other than me, Maddie. And if it works out great, I'm going to remind everyone. And if it doesn't, I'll just I'll keep quiet on it. But my question to you is between the two first round picks, which one in your mind do you think will make a bigger impact in year one? Hmm, that That is a hard one because, you know, when when you consider wide receiver position versus tackle, there's only one, you know, tackle out there at all times. And at this point, the Saints don't have a starting one. So the, you know, a kind of more obvious answer to me is Trevor Penning. That being said, could they make it work? With their, you know, depth chart at O-line, I mean, probably, you know, to the ire of Jameis Winston, who would be, you know, more likely running for his life uh, quite often again. But when you saw that last year, another component of that was he had no one open to throw to. And those, even if they were open, you could throw a ball right at a receiver. And it was like the Kansas City Chiefs in their Super Bowl loss where they would get hit in the face by the ball and, and just drop it. I mean, you know, it, it it's kind of unbelievable to look back at the fact that Kenny Stills and Kevin White were, you know, the starting options last year. And I understand, you know, how that room suffered as a result of the cornerback prioritization that I think a lot of people forget about the fact that Marshawn Lattimore at that point, you know, his, he had been arrested that off season and that hadn't all been settled yet. And, 
no one was sure if the NFL was going to give any disciplinary, you know, action because their disciplinary action can, you know, pretty much have any justification. Uh, and then Ken Crawley gets hurt. <clears throat> Patrick Robinson retires and Paulson Adebo in hindsight at the time, there really weren't any expectations that he would be able to start right away and, and be such a player that he was. And, uh, did they get lucky? I think the Saints are really good at scouting secondary players, but I think that's kind of what happened last year is those are the two needs. They prioritize cornerback, but if you want, you know, Jameis Winston to be able to succeed and, and build himself behind this offense, he's kind of used to the duress situation, but having someone like Olave come back with Michael Thomas, you know, they're both precise route runners. Michael Thomas is open relatively quickly because of his ability to quickly separate. And so if Winston can cultivate chemistry with those two guys and start to get the ball out quickly, that was one of Drew Brees' greatest strengths was being able to read the field and, and get the ball out really quickly. And so when I just think of, of really where everything kind of went wrong last year, I have more confidence at this point in the guys that did kind of grind it out on that line last year um, and them kind of being able to make that work more than I think they can with, even if just Michael Thomas is out there at this point, you know, that I found it interesting that, you know, the team is kind of leaning towards Jordan Davis uh, yeah. and, and her, like, you know, Pete Carmichael finally pounded the table and was like, no, so please give us an offensive player. So I think I think Olave just has that you know kind of star uh, impact power, uh, and so that that's who I'd go with. And I would just like to say I agree with you on the whole overreactions to draft pick things and how stupid grading is, considering you know not to get all nerdy, but it's not like there's some standardized scale. There's not or some criteria. It's not. I mean, and, it's just stuff. You know, every single person has a completely different reasoning for it, and for some reason. It's rarely that they grade the Saints well on draft night. And you know, people that don't necessarily know who the, the picks are, I also think that we have very short memory and that that exact same thing happened last year with Pete Werner and, to an extent, Paulson Nadevo. So I would always recommend exercising restraint as a Saints fan, uh, especially when you really got who you wanted in the first round. Yeah, I think and if you if you are a Saints fan, you could probably dig deep enough and find – you know, a site that had a good grade. Um, but that's not what most fan bases do. They go and find the ones that give a bad one and they get mad and they tweet about it. And <clears throat> you know what? It's, it's, it's sometimes it's funny interaction. I love the passion. I just, I just feel like it's all wasted energy in my mind. Like, let's just wait and see guys, you know, talk to scouts, get some, I'm not saying like, don't get Intel on the players or learn about the new players. I'm just saying, let's not grade them as pros yet. We, they haven't they haven't stepped foot on it. Um, you know, uh, nicknames. I don't know if Penning has one. I think Hello Nasty would be a good one or Big Nasty. Everything I've read about them, and I'm a little partial to Hello Nasty because it's the title of one of the greatest albums ever. But uh, Alave, I've heard you know Alave Guard and stuff like that, which leads me to my non sports question as we wrap this up, Maddie. Where are you at with olives? Like, you like olives, dislike them? I mean, where, where are you sorry, at with olives, you know? not ready for that to be the follow-up. Um, I'm a big olive guy, uh, except Kalamata olives. I don't really like them that much, but green olives, yes. black olives. Uh, I, I've always been an olive person. I used to have black olives on my pizza. 
Uh, so, yeah, I'm team olive She's and olave. See, see, that somewhere <laughs> subconsciously, that's what led you to pick Chris Olave in the answer to my last question. You don't realize it yet, but... This is the kind of work we do on this show. Subconscious. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Psychology. I with, think, uh, yeah. I don't know. Is there a food called pinning or a, or a drink? I don't think so. I mean, so. penne, pasta. Oh, well, so you got me there. See, now I'm kind of leaning That's not really. No. That's a penne, yeah. <laughs> it's not anything like That's like, like the it. noodle. That's yeah. the exact opposite of the nickname. Mm-hmm. You'd, want, you'd want an uncooked penne, I suppose, as opposed to an al dente one some nasty on ones. the line. Just some nasty <laughs> ones that want to offend you. That's that's the Trevor Penne. If, you, if he plays good, I feel like... You know, some of those Italian, red, like Irene's or something, used to come up with a, a Trevor Panay dish. Uh, although they're yes. bit, they're a bit too fancy for that. They probably wouldn't do it. But whatever. Um, olives, I, I'm not, I don't like the black olives. Green olives are fine in a salad. I really like it when, you know, I, I don't, I just, I'm kind of a beer guy. But my wife likes a, a martini or a drink every now and then, not as much as we were younger. But she nope. always, she has the olives in it that have like the, maybe the blue cheese in it. And after it's just been like soaking in vermouth or something, I'm I'm down for it. I like it. So not as in on olives as you, but in the right environment, I, I dig it. See, I'm not a martini person, and I'm not a blue cheese person because I was at a buffet-style restaurant as a child. I didn't know that you don't just simply eat chunks of blue cheese Ooh. as you would normal ones. So, yeah, that, that really is... <laughs> I, I, irrationally vivid memory at the local Fresh Choice in California when I was a kid, stuffing an entire piece of blue cheese in my mouth and, and quite frankly, never recovering. So, that's... It's why I enjoy interviewing you, Maddie. You know, you never know where we're going to go, but you're always game to go there. And I really appreciate it. Because, you know, sometimes I'll bring on an analyst or a guest and they're like, the hell is wrong with this guy? You know, but you get it. (laughs) Let's just roll with it. Olives, penne, pasta. How did we get here? I don't know, but I'm glad we did. Always. And I love olives and pasta, so I certainly won't turn down those discussions. There you go. Maddie Hudak, guys, give her a follow uh, at Maddie Hudak, H-U-D-A-K, Maddie Hudak underscore nine four. Uh, she is the uh, sports chameleon. Uh, you hear her filling in from time to time over on ESPN 100.3. You guys know Gus and the crew over there. Uh, writer for the Saints Wire, uh, saintswire.usa.com. She is uh, doing her thing with the Scout Academy. Um, taking out, uh, you know, uh, next generation of football evaluators. That's what they're developing. Color analyst for Varsity Sports uh, Network in Louisiana. Sideline reporter for the Tulane Green Wave. She got a little shout-out on, what is it, Big Boomer? What, I, I forget the name of that crew. But oh, yeah, the sports. There you go. Um, and, and a whole lot more. Uh, Saintswire.usatoday.com, but check out her writing. It's great stuff. Maddie, always appreciate you coming on and, Next time, maybe James won't bail on you, and he'll just stick around for our convo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let him know that uh, he, he's on the uh, owing us one scale. For sure. For sure. I mean, what is this guy? He gets, he's a state trooper. He gets called to some work emergency. Oh, Aren't we more important trooper? than that? He is. He is a state trooper. Isn't that something? <laughs> oh, my. And he takes his time to hang out with us, nonetheless. That's how much he enjoys it. That's it. Let's not give him that much credit. See, (laughs) now you want me to start talking about onions. That's for next time. Next time. We covered all those onions next time. I have a lot of opinions on that as well. I do, too. I do, too. Don't, don't, uh, 
<laughs> Don't. All right. I, I got to wrap it up. We're going to get out of hand. Maddie Hudak, Maddie, okay. appreciate it. All the best. Have a great one. Thanks, Scott. You, you got it. That is Maddie Hudak is always fantastic <laughs> stuff from her. She is a tremendous. Don't go anywhere. Great Scott show continues after this. Open it up. Phone lines, 337-269-1077. And Raging Cajun softball in action tonight. Remember, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's the regular season series finale against ULM. We got a lot to get into about that. We will do it all coming up next on The Great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. You, my friend. I'm glad I did this test on you, the friendship test. What? You got the best seat in the house. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. ESPN Lafayette. E to the S to the P to the N. The best ticket in sports. Into the great Scott show. Cinco de Mayo. As far as holidays go and food, I mean, it ain't Thanksgiving, but if you do partake in, you know, some traditional Mexican food today, ain't nothing wrong with that. Enjoy it. Louisiana Rage of Cajun softball in action tonight. Ian Ozan, Bobby Navarre have the call for you. 6 o'clock tonight, 5.45 pregame right here. Check that. Um, Steve Peliquin and Bobby Nova. Cajuns still, you know, they there, there's been plenty of times in the past where you get to the last weekend of the regular season, Right. And Sunbelt's wrapped up. They got it. It's theirs. At that point, you're just trying to keep the momentum. Maybe you're trying to keep your RPI up. You know, this year, this year's a little different. South Alabama has played five less games, and they have won five less games. But they've only lost four. Cajuns 20 and 4, South Alabama 20 and 4, conference winning percentage is ultimately going to take it. So you still got work to do to make sure you secure. And South Alabama isn't slowing down. They've won seven straight. Texas State, who's in third place, they've won a dozen in a row. They they're now they have no shot to win the conference, but they're going to be a team, they're going to be feisty as the three seed in the Sunbelt Conference tournament. So for South Alabama, who I think is at, what, Troy this weekend? You know, Troy's fourth in the standings. And they, they're only up by a game on App State. So 
it, or in UTA, it is there is still plenty to play for as you position for the Sunbelt Conference Tournament in Mobile next week. Cajuns want to win the conference. They want to be the one seed. They want to win the tournament. They are going to a regional. We don't know where. They are going to a regional. And at this point, you want to go in with momentum, playing your best ball, and having a lot of your goals right there still in front of you. For Coach Glasgow and his squad, they got it, but you need to finish strong. Not sure if it's Ian or um, or Steve, but I think it might be uh, Ian. They've got the call for you. It's going to be fun. going to be fun. Tonight, tomorrow, and uh, on a Saturday. NBA hoops. You know, I the 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 Celtics Bucks series is very intriguing to me. I just don't like that they're taking so much time off. You have for the first time in a while tonight no games on. No NBA games tonight. You got Cajun softball. What else are you going to do? Philly, Miami, Phoenix, Dallas. They played last night, they play tomorrow, and then Saturday we get back to the Boston, Milwaukee, Memphis, Golden State Series. A lot of time between it. First NBA night off in a while. I'm sure, um, I'm sure uh, Sir Charles is, is happy about it. But for Phoenix and Chris Paul, man, I, he probably wishes they weren't playing until Saturday. Maybe a little rest between games and the trip, but the way he looked last night, we've seen it from Chris Paul. There's some games with the legs tired, but now with 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 Devin Booker back, Phoenix, you saw him a lot if you were watching the Pelicans' first-round series. You probably grew a deep disdain for Jay Crowder if you didn't have one before. But the reality is, Chris Paul, one day away from his 37th birthday, he's taking over games late. In Dallas, led by two at the half last night, and then boom. I mean, Phoenix wins by 20, and they could have pushed it to 30 late, is the truth. Is the truth. Domination. Let's take a quick phone call before we uh, we get out of here today and send it over to Dan Patrick. Good morning. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Hello. Hey, man. At, at first, I was looking at that Draymond Green file, that flagrant two, and I was like, ah, you know, I don't know. But you know what? Looking at it, nah, man. You think he's slick. That, that was a slick move. Yeah, he caught himself, but, uh, you know. Um, no, I know that was a game before. I'm sorry, that was game one. Yeah, I, but, I, I um, thought it – I mean, I, I, I guess it's weird when you have a player like Draymond because then you start comparing it to other things he's done. Maybe maybe yeah. I'm not – I'm speaking for me as opposed to maybe just, like, looking at this in a vacuum for what it is. I I don't know, man. I mean, you, you, you agreed with the call on that one? No, but at the same time, I I, I would have gave him a second, just a one. Yeah, know, that that, that I, now see, I agree with that. I agree with that. But you know, the ejection and all that, I don't know, man. I, it is. Um, uh, I I like that series though, man. You talk about physicality and teams really not liking one another. I give me seven games of that. Memphis yeah, is fighting to win that series. Probably yeah, so. Memphis. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. bet on Memphis, but but I'll. Yeah. I guess I'm rooting for him. I don't even. I'm not even really rooting for anyone in that series. I just. I just want to enjoy it. I want animosity. I want teams that can't stand each other. I want that tension. I enjoy that, man. I enjoy that in the game. All this buddy, buddy, regular season stuff. That's fine. When you get to the playoffs, 
I want guys getting after it. I don't want anybody to hurt anyone. I mean, that was that was BS what Dylan did to uh, to Gary Payton. But I, um, outside of like seriously injuring someone, I, I I want everything before that line. I'm game. You know, I already, I already see the scenario is going to happen in the uh, Western Conference Finals. Um, Phoenix is going to go up on Golden State three one, and Chris Paul is going to get hurt. Oh God! Well, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. Wouldn't yeah, be the first time. That's, Jeez. That's his luck. Can his so body? Can his body hold up? You know, I don't know. I mean, he went vegan. If you go vegan, you might as well come away with a championship. Will you? Are you are you a vegetarian? Are you a vegan? Or am I am I not thinking correctly? No, um, I went back to meat about five years ago. All right, and nothing wrong. I mean, I, I like yeah. I like some good meat too. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I was gonna make a comment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, I, yeah. I I heard it when I said it. I apologize. <laughs> have a good one, Jay. Have a good one. Thank you. All right, on that note, tomorrow, it's stacked with guests, but good ones. Gus Cattengill is going to be on. Levi Lewis is going to be on. Kendall Rogers is going to be on for all you college baseball, RPI questions, all that, UL, LSU, the works. Big sauce, Taylor Humphrey. I'm a big fan of Taylor, man. Great young man, rooting for him. He's going to be on as well. Looking forward to that tomorrow morning. 7 to 9, right here. Great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Stay tuned. The Dan Patrick Show is next.